You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. So if you're looking for any type of battery from rangefinders to trail cameras to your truck, car, batteries, anything, any type of battery that you can think of, visit your local Interstate Batteries retail location and talk with a battery specialist. For more information about the company and all of the batteries that these guys offer, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Land and Legacy Podcast. We're your hosts, Adam Keith and Matt Dye. This is your number one resource for all things land. If you're interested in conservation, habitat management, hunting strategy, and rural real estate, this is the podcast for you. All right, so a little bit different. Um, uh, I don't know what to say on this. A little bit this different a of an entry. Podcast. Yeah, there you go. It's uh. like we're picture a crackling fire or a, or a, a fire pot and. And we're all sitting around, and the hunt's ended, and we're sipping coffee, recapping on the day. There's, that's yeah. what we wish we were doing. Uh, yeah. In reality, but we're sitting <laughs> in town. It's March, and we're in Matt's uh, office. Matt's office um, Slash exercise room. A long ways from the farm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, But that's where we want to be. Make do. And we've got this guest here that uh, we've chatted with, and people have seen his work from the very beginning of Land and oh, Legacy. Yeah. Uh, it's we laugh about this. How come it took so long to ever get you on the podcast? And then uh, something happened, which we'll talk about. It was like, well, let's wait until you do that, and then we'll have you on the podcast. And so here we are. It's March now, uh, and you've just launched the Fly Down Roast. Yep. Now people are like, what? Roast? So, fly Down? I understand good friend, fly down, dear friend, Nathaniel Maddox is on the podcast today. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, of course. I'm glad to be owner, here. Owner of Slayton Glass yep. and Niangua Coffee. That's yeah. Right. And so, um, man, you wear many hats. Yes, I do. <laughs> never, Lots of flat- never a Cubs hat, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, do you want to, uh, I guess, explain, you know, where somebody might have seen your work with Slayton Glass? Yeah. So, we specialize in all kinds of documentary video projects. Um, kind of created a niche for ourselves in the outdoor space, really. Although we do some stuff with country music artists and a few corporate projects, but we just want to tell authentic stories of real people who uh, live and breathe the outdoor lifestyle. And so uh, we've somehow figured out a way to make money doing that and to create a nice little business out of that and support a couple families and uh, do what we love. So uh, you may have seen some of our stuff on the uh, Land and Legacy YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, we not we started, the latest stuff that I no, edited. Right. No. <laughs> you, yeah, they, they no confusion that. there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when you guys first started Land and Legacy, you know, we were we were hand in hand creating that stuff together, and then uh, we do a lot of work for NWTF. We have a series called Undivided that I host sometimes. Uh, I have a series called The Hook, a fishing series that I host, and also we produce that. Um, we do a lot of really great content for Timney Triggers. Um, 
we do the post-production on Rich and Tone Game Calls RNTV on Sportsman oh, yeah. Channel. Yeah. Um, used to do several shows on outdoor TV, but now it's mostly digital content. Gotcha. Yeah. One, th- one series that I think a lot of people have seen is, uh, oh man, what was that guy's name? The, the disease. The disease. Oh, there's a one-off film, The Disease. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that was. Twi- that was about as authentic as you can get. Right. I mean, that like set the tone. I feel like just watching everything kind of yeah. develop just in the recent years, like that set the tone for what you guys do yeah. on a daily basis. That that was a transitional moment in my life. So we had started this video business. Um, we we're doing weddings and real estate and all kinds of stuff. My wife and I had decided to try to make a living doing creative work and it wasn't going super well at first yeah um, a startup like any business. any startup business <laughs> right. in a very niche market yeah, who, who i mean says, i want to i want to do a niche thing yeah. oh wow good luck guys <laughs> i remember it's it. kind of like land legacy for <laughs> us it was like that. we're gonna do that yeah it was like we got the weird hopefully slopes. we don't starve first <laughs> well i remember being a couple months into it and sitting on a lawn chair in my living room and i'd eaten all the raisins out of the raisin brand and i thought <laughs> yeah this is the life <laughs> <laughs> Shelby's oh, like, gosh. is there anything to eat? I was like, there's nothing but bran there's left. Bran. <laughs> so, no, we're out. Oh, got no gosh, money. I love it. But hey, <laughs> no I'm crazy. creative, baby. We right. got no money. We got no jobs, and our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, so I was in. I was thinking, man, I've got a. I mean, I've always been. I guess because of my dad and grandpa being business owners and farming and construction and kind of just coming from that type of practical working yeah. environment that. I go, well, I don't have any money. I got to figure out a way to make some money. I'm going to figure that out. So sure. uh, I was in Georgia working on a uh, TV show. I just kind of got hired by a friend of mine, Mark Womack, to to uh, run camera uh, right before turkey season on a project there. And I was there for two or three extra days, and I was like, you know what? I really want to hit the National Wild Turkey Federation with some content and figure out how to win some business with them. So I just got online and looked up uh, – local turkey call makers in Georgia. And I thought, oh, you know wow. what, I'll just do it. Like, I'll do a cool interview with a guy, have some shots of him making a turkey call handmade, mm-hmm. and I'll send it over to NWTF, and they'll they'll hire me, you know. So I found uh, Mad Hatter Game Calls, and I called the guy Redbeard, you know, uh, who we all have oh, seen yeah. now. And I said, hey, you don't know me, and I don't know you, but I want to do a video on a local call maker. Can I come do an interview with you? And I've got a couple days here. And he's like, well, man, I'm about to head – turkey hunting down in georgia uh, south georgia you want to come with me and oh I was wow like okay so i uh-huh. called my wife i said i'm gonna go not have cell phone service for a couple of days with this stranger right she goes uh, <laughs> i tell her the story. by the name of redbeard right who's, who's actually so, a pirate <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i tell her the story and she goes okay so let me get get this right you're going deep into the woods of south georgia with a guy named redbeard who you don't know his full legal name you don't know nothing about him. I said, that's right. She's like, all right, I'll see you when you get home. I'll save you some bran at I'll home. I'll see you if you make it out. Yeah. 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 So as soon as I met up with him, I, st- I kind of realized, man, this guy's really unique. And, and yeah. uh, so I just spent three days with him in Georgia and got to know him really, really well. It was one of those uh, God-ordained deals. because Absolutely. I was, was going to ask yeah. about that because we're all – christians here and we yeah. share a lot about that but it's like i bet now looking back in that moment it, it means so different looking back into it it's like just yeah. this bizarre thing that just transpired and you're like holy crap this set the tone for a lot in my life and yeah. career it did and so you know sitting there in the truck with with Redbeard, and he starts telling me all the stuff that's going on in his life and i'm like man god you sent me to set in the woods with this guy for three days who yeah who 
uh, is glad to have a friend here, you know. And so we just kind of created a special relationship through that, and it showed in the film. And a lot of things, a lot of people are like, that part where he says it's a disease or whatever, you know, some mm-hmm. of the lines from the film that even I've seen on turkey hunting T-shirts have been made with some of yeah. those lines. Yeah. People are asking me about that, and, and you'll notice if you watch it that his head's kind of cut off in that interview. That's because – you know, we'd been sitting there and, and he was, you know, slamming Bud Lights and just talking. So I just set the camera down and hit record. I was like, I got to capture some of this audio. Oh, I got it. And so that's why his head's cut off because he was just talking. He was just going. He was for just like, from the heart. For like two hours. I yeah, just yeah. hit record and just let it sit there and he didn't even know I was recording that's that. That's scary. That's why the head was cut you know, off. Because that's where you're going to get some amazing content. But at the same time, you may get some stuff. You've got to really edit. That's hard evidence. Oh, it, well, it, I boiled the two hours down to about three minutes. So, yeah, there was plenty of that. But no, we're, we're, we still turkey hunt together when we can and we're good friends. That was, But, but at, I guess it Long story short, I came home and I put that video together and I thought, this is pretty cool. And I uploaded a teaser to YouTube um, and shared it with a buddy or two on Mm -hmm. Facebook. And next day I woke up and had like 12,000 views overnight or something. And I got all these emails from people and I'm like, whoa, uh, I never got any of these these kind of responses on my wedding videos. So (laughs) maybe there's something to this. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a turning point where I thought, you know, I think I can tell some stories that uh, in the outdoor industry that people will gravitate to and really appreciate. So that was because of that film. I had the confidence to move forward with Slate and Glass, I feel like. Yeah. 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 So fast forward, what year was that? Oh, 2013. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then 2019, well, I guess 2020. Yeah. We're just fresh out the National Wild Turkey Federation National Convention where you were on stage, presented a pretty prestigious award. Yeah. And I just thought about that as uh, me thinking, I'm going to go find a turkey call maker to interview, and maybe the National Wild Turkey Federation will see there being some value in my video mm-hmm. work. And then winning, you know, communicate Tom Kelly, Communicator of the Year. You got to have Tom Kelly in there. That's because right. It's yeah. like, you know anything about turkey hunting? It's like the Michael Jordan name scoring that. champion of yeah. the year or whatever. It's like the, you know, yeah. So, um, I just thought about that video a lot as after I received that award, thinking. I'm really, really glad that God has allowed people to take notice of some of the stories and some of the people that uh, been able to film and tell their story, you know, Definitely. and as a filmmaker in any kind of creative, I think you, you grind it out trying to believe in what you're doing and trying to put together videos that make a difference to you or mean something to you. And then you put it out there and you're like, no one's, no one cares. No one's watching this. There's not yeah, any views sure. on this. I mean, you know, I spent all this time to, does it even matter if I quit making videos? Would anybody care? Maybe I should go back to selling insurance or pouring concrete or whatever. And then when NWTF recognizes that, uh, it validates something in yeah, a really cool for way. Sure. So for sure. Maybe some people have been moved and, and and have seen some content that really they liked. So Well, there's one thing, obviously, and, and part, people are probably – getting to to realize this that one you're just an extremely personal person like it's hard not to just enjoy time whether it's camp talking on a podcast chatting on the phone whatever but like you pull out like when you're interviewing people you pull out information that i don't know it just helps tell the story and put things together like in a, in a crazy crazy cool way like it's extremely it's a gift and it's a talent that you have but i don't even know if you realize that you do that no <laughs> See, like it's, it's, it's crazy, but it, but it really is. It's like uh, I don't know. It's it's impressive. 
just the questions that you ask specifically to to get that documentary to help tell mm-hmm. the full story of these people, and then they feel comfortable with you because of your just personality. Well, open I, sharing, I guess. I appreciate you saying that. I do notice that some of the videos or films uh, that have been more successful have been a solo project, basically, or you know, mm-hmm. me and one other person, maybe. And so we recently, as you know, a business grows, we've been like we just did a, sh- a project last month. We had 15 people on a crew, so we had oh, wow. a bigger crew than I had on the disease with oh yeah you know, with Redbeard. Um, but I'm really excited because I'm I'm doing I'm the producer of NWTF's Turkey Call TV this spring, and mm-hmm. so I'm doing it solo, and I'm really excited about that. Just me and a camera, and I'm going to follow around six different people and tell their stories and turkey hunting, and I just feel like that's going to be a really positive experience. For me to be able to, I guess that's just bouncing off what you're saying. I've noticed that when I can just become friends with someone and spend time with someone, then those films are just more organic, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, speaking from, you know, I've been around cameras a while now, and, and it seems like the more people, the more cameras, the more Tips. buttoned up a person gets. Oh, yeah. Redbeard was not buttoned up. Like, that no. man was open <laughs> book. Yeah. And I think that's what made that film so great. And, mm-hmm. you know, now you look back at, it, I guess I should share with people, our audience, who you are, you know, you're slate and glass, but you and I go back even further than that to right. la- the days of uh, college that we might want to forget some of those time frames, like really bad people. rectangle shaped pizzas. And <laughs> <cafeteria>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we go way back uh, to, I guess that year would be 2006, um, right. where cameras and everything like that was, you know, we were both in love with outdoor television um, and and yep. all the videos of the Primo's gang and Monster VHS Bucks tapes. and VHS tapes. Yeah, so um, that's kind of you and I's connection going, yeah. going way back. Now, Tom Kelly Award, Communicator of the Year. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit about some of the fun projects we've got to do together with the with the Land and Legacy films. You know, we started those, I think it was year two of Land and Legacy. Yeah. So year one, yeah. we're trying to get some things together. We launched the consulting. We launched the podcast. Year two, we start hammering out films. And shoot, we did. The thing I love about those films is, you know, the timing. We, we don't do the films anymore. We're going to do some stuff together more in the future. Yeah. But, like, we did those films. And, like, I think some of my favorite parts was just naming the films. So we oh, yeah. anybody who would know of the films, we named them after songs. Yeah, like, one yeah. of them was called Lifestyles of Not So Rich and Famous. Mostly 90s country yes. songs. Yeah. yeah. And, and we were putting Ghost up of a Mississippi. Ghost of Mississippi, Steel Driver song. So we yeah. were putting those films together. Um, and if you guys, the listeners, don't know what we're talking about, go to our YouTube channel, go to our website, and you can watch those films. Uh, I think you just have to look at the Land and Legacy film tab to find them. But yep. um, we did the one, um, I don't know, my favorite one. I, I, somebody asked me that. What's the favorite one you guys did? Casey. Casey asked me that just yeah. the other day. And uh, I was like, ah, man, it'd be hard to say. But the one that I enjoyed the most was probably when, when it was multiple crew. It was the fishing one. I think it was yeah. Lifestyles and Not So Rich That's and right. Famous. Because we were putting up that redneck blind with oh, yeah. no equipment. We just... <clears throat> muscle and we put it up everybody was on the shoot on that one hot oh my gosh it was hot and then we went fishing and uh, that that to me has been my favorite film that we did and just you know it was just a lot of fun but it was a crew of guys just getting together and and uh it's kind of one of those that you know you work we work together really closely for a while and then we we get busy with other projects for a while now we're come kind of back together um 
and here we are, and you've you've kind of launched it, uh, getting ready. I mean, we just launched this week. Podcast drops. You've launched your fourth coffee blend. Yep, that's right. So let's talk a little bit about Niangle Coffee. Yep. So you just mentioned the fishing uh, video, and you guys yeah. all jumped right into Blue Spring. It was oh, a yes, little cold, sure if you did. remember. That's <laughs> but right. Yes, that's, yes, it was very cold. I definitely yeah, remember that. That was on the Niangle River. So, uh, you know, when we decided, there's a couple of things, I guess, uh, to talk about. But one, just the name Niangua Coffee. It's named after the river, mm-hmm. which is an Osage Native American term that nobody really knows what it means. Uh, they Some people think it means bear. Other people think it means a uh, river of many springs. But it's been translated by white people for so long that, the pronunciation, the spelling, and everything has right, just evolved into its own thing. So we knew that most people wouldn't know how to pronounce Niangua when we came up with a name, but I didn't really care because yeah. <laughs> I, uh, to me, we wanted to create a coffee brand that embodies all these different facets of the outdoor lifestyle. Sure. So hunting, yeah. fishing, <clears throat> uh, hiking, camping, whatever. Anytime, farming. Farming, yeah, yeah. ag. Um, anything that, you know, is for that person who is just connected to, uh, the outdoors. And to me, the Niangua river embodies all of those things. You know, there's, uh, uh, rodeo guys who live down there and, oh, yeah. and train. There's lots of turkeys, lots of deer, smallmouth bass, which is my favorite fish on the planet. Um, trout fishermen, all of those things. And so, uh, it just, it just seemed to make sense. Plus, uh, I'm the ninth generation of my family that's been you know connected to that river so it's got a special place for me uh but yeah my wife and i just decided you know i think that there's some space in the outdoor world for a coffee brand that really um focuses on the outdoorsman in a co- in a in a family friendly uh real way and so yeah we're launched we launched fly down which is specific roast for uh for turkey seasons, for turkey hunters and turkey season. And you mentioned blends, but um, we can get into some of those details in a little bit. But all of ours are single origin coffee roasts from different locations. And so they're so not blends. No blends. Okay. Just so you know. Come on, Adam. <laughs> Come on, Adam. <laughs> He's trying to get to bring diversity into this Bring in some diversity. Yeah, but well, and we're, I, we're, we're, we're just talking single whatever you call yeah, it. So, so, what, do, so what do you call it? A roast. A roast. Single and roast. So I, I, I do mention that, not to be pretentious, but to to – to uh pretentious. well it is pretty <laughs> pretentious but uh that's one of the things that i feel like is one of the, the the most important pieces of it is that all of our coffee uh is there's a so there's a specialty coffee cupping standard it's a scale and uh when they when they bring beans in from all over the world there's a, a bunch of you know coffee snob taster guys who go yeah. through and they grade these and so anything over an 80 score and up on the coffee uh specialty coffee cupping standards is considered to be a really high grade coffee um anything over 90 is like 300 dollars a pound it's a super expensive oh, like wow. jamaican blue and all these different coffees so in that 80 to 90 range that's uh, a coffee bean that's somewhat uh, accessible price-wise for everyday people sure so we're, we're bringing in the best coffee ro- or best coffee beans we can find um that have their own flavors in the bean and so okay if you go and get you've probably had starbucks coffee where it's really dark and kind of bitter almost you know where and yeah. there's other coffees that are bitter you go man what's that bitter flavor take your word for it 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that bitter flavor is over roasting a coffee bean. And so after huh. they're not to get too much into the science of it, but after the first crack, when you're roasting a coffee bean, the flavors of everything that that bean has encountered in its life start to come out. The, the soil, anything that may have been in contact with that soil, all those, just like a, a wine grape, right? After enough CO2 builds up in there and it gets roasted for longer, it cracks again. And at that point, all of those natural flavors are lost. You don't want a double crack. You don't want a double crack. <laughs> you don't want the double crack. Okay. So all those flavors are lost and you get this oily finish and then you get the flavor of uh, a heavily roasted coffee bean, which Got is it. sort of bitter. So it doesn't matter where that bean comes from. Once you roast it to that point, it's just all the same. Got it. So we roast all of our coffee after the first crack and before the second crack. Mm-hmm. So you get the flavors of all those wonderful flavors that come with a good coffee bean. Interesting. Yeah. There, I did not know that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't. I just. I'm a man who enjoys the, the, the end result of coffee, and yeah, I never really dive into it yeah. a whole lot. But I will yeah, say, well, for me, you know, we both went to College of the Ozarks, so I never drank coffee till College of the Ozarks. My, yeah. work, my work site, for those familiar with Neither College of the Ozarks, yeah. is... You know, you get a workstation. Mine was construction. So what's more, I mean, what's what goes with construction? Coffee. And it was always just the cheapest thing, dump it in right. there as black as it gets. It was always like, whoa, that's bitter. That'll put hair on your chest. <laughs> and uh, it was like, man, that's an acquired taste. And then eventually it's just like, okay, it's just part of my everyday routine. Drink right. coffee in the morning. And uh, or when you're sitting in the trailer on a rainy day. And so and then now, like, as you go and you travel, you're like, man, that's a really good cup of coffee. And now it's like with this, with your Niangua stuff, it's like, wow, this stuff is just if I, from from all the different roasts right. that you have. It's like, <laughs> man, I, I just enjoy this. There's not the bitter taste, and it's just phenomenal coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and that's good. I mean, I don't, that's about, I don't have the knowledge of coffee that, like my roaster does, but mm-hmm. I have enough of a knowledge to be able to kind of explain to someone why this is better. Yeah. Um, because it is, it's obviously way better. I than, don't know the first thing about it, Yeah. but I can taste the difference. Yeah. I, and I, I wouldn't be able to articulate that in words, but I'm just like, it's good stuff. So, man. so and, yeah. And not, and not only that, but like it's, it's a great flavor. That's check one box of the requirement of something to use. And this goes from coffee to a product that we use in land management habitat restoration is is it a good product yes even better it's the people that are behind the scenes we believe in them just as much yeah. as we believe in the product so with your in your case it's like i love the product and i and i love the people that make that happen so it's a it's an easy thing to support that's awesome yeah so you don't need to know the details about the coffee because you just want to enjoy a good cup of coffee and yeah. i i get that that's i would i I guess one of the things that really wanted, made me want to do this is I would, I've always liked good coffee. So I would go into some coffee shop where I didn't feel comfortable in camouflage, you know, yeah. thought maybe a, a yeah. Bernie Sanders fan would hit me with something. You know? <laughs> so I'm like going into this place going, yeah. I, I want some good coffee, but this, this isn't my environment, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and you I would take it with throw me. Throw the hot coffee. Right. Feel the burn. Right, right. The real you burn. redneck. <laughs> deplorable, man. <laughs> Too deplorable for a coffee shop. So, yeah. But I would get good coffee and enjoy it and take it to camp, deer camp or whatever. And people would go, yeah. man, this is good. So I would notice that the people that ran in my circles and enjoyed the outdoors that didn't want to go to a pretentious coffee shop 
did like good coffee. Still enjoyed coffee, right? right? So yeah. how do you take something that's a really great thing and make it approachable to people like me? Um, that's kind of where the whole branding and the whole thing from Niagara Coffee came from. It's like, let's take something really great, not just mediocre, uh, and make it approachable for a guy who likes to turkey hunt or deer hunt or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. How do they, you know... How do they spell it? How do they find Niangua Coffee? Well, NiangwaCoffee.com. Yep. And uh, that's, we're really uh, direct to customer right now. And, and that's probably going to be the case for at least the time being. I like that model of mm-hmm. yeah. uh, creating a subscriber uh, base and, and uh, those who want to try uh, the new roasts when we come out with them. Like Deer Camp is leaving now as Fly Down is coming in. Deer Camp will come back this, this fall and we'll we'll have fly down gone again until the spring. So gotcha. trying That's awesome. to yeah, rotate so kind of different a se- things. Seasonal you've got a, stuff you've that got a, based yeah. around outdoor activities. Yeah. A unique kind of setup too with ordering. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Just a, a, basically when you roast on, you roast oh, yeah. on a certain day. And so, so what you get is super that's, fresh. That's true. So we do roast twice a week, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, Whenever you order your coffee, it's not been sitting on the shelf for yeah, yeah. any time at all. Like the coffee right. you guys are drinking, <clears throat> when did the, we roast that? It's actually almost too early to drink it, but it tastes great. Well, you're supposed oh. to wait 24 hours, but oh, we really? roasted it five hours ago. Yeah. So, um, I, I thought I could taste that. You could taste I, that, I thought right? I could. Yeah. Well, every every time you order coffee from us, it's fresh. It's not it's not sitting on the shelf. It's not going to be like a Folgers or a Maxwell House that's ground in a rubber tubby and been Mm. sitting there for five years you know (laughs) (laughs) whatever (laughs) until you crack it open so uh yeah that's that's the other nice thing about our direct to customer model is that uh yes it would be uh, an opportunity to potentially be in some stores but how fresh can we keep coffee sure on the shelf for for a store you know cool so niangua n-i-a-n-g-u-a dot com niangua coffee niangua coffee that's right okay so they can yeah. find it there. Yeah. yeah. But the other cool aspect, I think, that really ties it all together, though, and it kind of s- stays true, let's say, to the brand and the meaning behind it. You start off saying slate and glass is authentic, but you're bringing that ability to capture content mm-hmm. into building the brand of Niangua right. and sharing that authenticity of outdoors people, whether you are a farmer, a hunter, a fisherman, whatever, and building that brand yeah. With some really, really cool content stuff. And I think that's what's going to separate us. I mean, I think there's a few things. There's a lot of great brands. There's a lot of great brands that are, you know, providing coffee to people within our community. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Black Rifle's been doing it for a long time. There's other coffee brands that are popping up. But I think what's going to um, sort of separate us is the content, the yeah. the connection to people. And, I mean, like, I drink coffee when I take my five-year-old turkey hunting and we come sure. home and sit on the front porch and and uh just those those things that we do every day with our families we're focused on our families we're focused on jesus we're focused on living life uh in the country yep. and i think people connect with that i think people want to um, be a part of a brand that values what they value sure um, if you go buy a bag of starbucks coffee that's that's going to a company who's putting their money behind things that we don't sure that that aren't supporting our second amendment rights (laughs) yeah that aren't supporting uh the things that we support so we're providing an opportunity to buy a product that's above and beyond quality wise yeah you know 95 percent of the brands out there and it's also supporting the same things that you know our friends support and value 
Certainly. Awesome. Certainly. Yeah. That's that's what, pretty phenomenal. What? Go ahead, Matt. What does this spring hold for you, both from a filming standpoint as well as the coffee brand? We're ju- yeah. just launching this whole fly down <laughs> deal, but like, where are you going to be this spring? So. It's a big question. I have, I think, 11 turkey trips planned for this oh, spring. Oh, man. <laughs> and Matt, who uh, is my right-hand guy at Slate and Glass, uh, and also my cousin, he's taking some turkey trips as well. But we've got stuff from, I think, I'm going to Florida next week. I will see, first I'm going to Alabama with Mike Vick from TK and Mike. Cool. If you're, you know, old oh, yeah. VHS hunting fans. So we're going to hunt there. I thought it was outdoors with Mike and TK. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to Florida uh, to hunt with the uh, kicker from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cool. He's a great guy, Logan. And then I'm going to go to another part of Florida, Texas. I'm going to end up in almost June up in uh, Idaho and Washington. So wow, all the way from mid-March to almost mm. June. Turn I've heard great track. things about Idaho, Washington, turkey hunting. There's a lot of turkeys up there. It seems like it's overwhelming, all the stuff I have on the calendar, but it's way better than pouring concrete and feeding yeah, that, cows. That is true. So, <laughs> so I'm yeah. not going to complain. Yeah, We get a turkey hunt for a job, you know. I mean, even if I'm running the camera, I'm there, you know. You're a part so, of it. Yeah, yeah. And then you're able to share that with, with everybody else. Absolutely. I love, I mean, it, I don't even have to pull the trigger, and I've said that a thousand times. Like, just being in the woods when turkeys are gobbling and somebody's trying to kill one, Yes. I want to be there. Absolutely. I don't have to be behind the gun at all. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you could pre-scout some areas out there, like watching Idaho, just yeah, drop some pins or something, we'll we'll have to take a trip one of these days. Yeah. I know spring's always busy for us because we're on the road for God. you too, but we just we're going to have to figure something out it's because so this bad. is ridiculous. Yeah. People are like, when's turkey season kick off? And it's like, Missouri. Um, and we're going to try to squeeze in some hunts, but yeah. It's like consulting season. I mean, January one. It even starts in. I mean, it never really December. stopped this year. We yeah. were consulting through deer season in December, but it's like January, just full fledged, and it doesn't really stop until summertime, and then it kind of it never really stops. It just slows down, and yeah. and uh, and it seems like we spend the other six months of the year, seven or four months of the year, playing catch up on what happened the first part of the year. But yeah. turkey season is just. It's been so it's, bad that I don't. We haven't shared a hunt with you. No. And 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 in, in any spring. No. Like that's and and we live an hour apart. Let's go to Hoffman's this year. Yeah. I just I just took him some. He said I need some coffee, so I took him a couple bags of coffee, and he's like, nice. "Do I owe you anything?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll take a you up turkey. on that in, in uh, April." So. <laughs> there you go. Dude, that would be fun. I hope you didn't take him up too much coffee. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind He's of going to put the lock on the you gate know, for you guys. You know what's funny <laughs> is go to that cabin. It's going to be lined yeah. with fly down. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> but like dang oh, it. Oh, okay. Try again next year. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll call him. Up. Do you need any uh, cover crop seed? Yeah. Um, yeah exactly. <laughs> just bribe him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's for funny. sure. We haven't we haven't shared a turkey hunt together. We, no. You know, going back to that funny, I guess, uh, kind of a funny story with Slayton Glasses. You talked about Matt. Your he's your cousin, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, First so cousin. you've got Matt, and then we've got Matt Die, mm-hmm. and so there's two Matts that are kind of around the set, and yeah. it's a funny story. I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast, have I? About um, the day that I found out we were having my I think our, so. our I think baby. We, we oh yeah. 
my wife calls me. It's like six thirty in the morning. Matt had literally just shot I, a turkey. Click, like, I was it's clicking still the safety flopping. back off. Yeah. It's still oh, yeah, flopping. Yeah. I heard about this. I wasn't there, though. And I yeah. look at my phone, and to give people an understanding of how, like, you know, and it's not just we don't have, like, this production company relationship where it's like, oh, you guys are just family of ours, basically. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I see three missed calls and a text that says, call me ASAP. I'm like, what is going on? So I call my wife, and she can't contain herself. She has to tell me that we're having a baby, and it's – Shoulder to shoulder, sitting in a little bitty fence line with Johnson was, grass as our cover. And it was like, Matt was on well, the far side, I think. He was and, on my right side. You yeah. were on my left side. I'm sandwiched between two mats, and I'm getting the news that I'm going to be a dad. Yeah. And they're like, and it's so quiet that it's like, I'm sure they could hear my wife telling me on the. It was like, so we all found out together <laughs> that I was going to be it a was dad. funny because it was like. So everyone knows, <laughs> yeah. but but we need to let Adam have a moment. Right. But uh, uh, Matt and I are looking at each other like, so are you going to say something? <laughs> you want me to say something? Like, congrats, dude. But he hadn't yet shared it. So it was like. Do you want to tell us anything? It was like, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. Did, 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 did you guys hear any bird, of that but, conversation? Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Congratulations, dude. And then later on the morning. So I killed that bird. We continued to hunt. Yeah. And it was several times I remember looking back and he had the face mask on, but I could still see like the white of it look on his face like, this is real. This is setting in. I'm about to be a dad. Hours yeah. later <laughs> underneath the face mask. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. So we definitely have a, a, a lot more, a lot different working relationship mm-hmm. than probably most people might think. So. Oh, absolutely. Because, I know mean, this is like podcast – officially on Sportsman's Nation, like 210, I think, or 213, something like that. So a lot of podcasts. Um, not sure how it slipped through the cracks. I remember when we first talked about it, I was like, oh, yeah, we got to get you on the podcast. And then you're like, well, I'm getting ready to launch a coffee company. Yeah. It's like, well, we'll wait. And then here we are now officially doing it. So I'm glad to be That's here, guys. long overdue. Thanks for including me. Yeah, hey. for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, 209 people in front of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, just so you know. Maybe only 50 of those have a guest. Okay. The rest of the time is Matt and I trying (laughs) to get everything off habitat management off our chest. Well, let's talk about habitat management. Oh, gosh. How do we... How do we raise coffee beans? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Do deer eat coffee beans? (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, I don't... I don't know. You you travel the world. World, I'd say. Lower 48, for sure. Sure. (laughs) That's that's the world to me. Does any other place matter? Right. (laughs) Um... But what do you, what do you see like when you're traveling out there, experiencing all this stuff? Because I mean, you've you've lived out west. Um, yeah. What's like one of those places where you're always like, I could go there and never get tired of that mm. location. Maybe it's from the outdoor lifestyle that's just a part of you now. But like, what's where? What's that location? I would say Western Washington, but I. After four years, I did get a little tired of the rain. So. <laughs> but I, I could stay there for a good four years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. I love being in Western Washington. Um, just the everything, uh, be- like the beauty there and the mm-hmm. outdoor lifestyle there. It's just not it was not as conducive to hunting and fishing as I was used to, am sure. used to in Missouri. But it's beautiful. I love being there. I love uh, New Mexico, northern mm. New Mexico. Okay. Where elk are running around in the, you know, you kind of have this mountains, meet the desert kind of habitat in this environment, and the people there are great. Um, hmm. 
I often see you in Florida mm. too. I go to Florida a lot. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's every spring I'm like, where you at? Oh, I'm at the beach, or I'm in Florida, well, and it's like, does yeah, do you get down there for a month? I know you've got a lot of projects, so your wife and and your child go with you, and they do sometimes. Yeah, so Florida became is kind of become our our spring thing. It works out really well because everyone wants to be in a warmer climate in March. Sure. I want to see turkeys die in March. Yep. So that's the first place we can go usually. So we two boxes checked. Yeah, two boxes checked. Uh, I have a client, thirteen fishing down there, who makes some of the best fishing gear, uh-huh. and uh, so I usually line up some of my projects with them at the same time. So we usually go down in March and spend two or three weeks in Florida doing some work and uh, enjoying mm. some warmer weather. But yeah, I do spend a lot, and then I'm back down there two or three times a year for some kind of fishing. It's we just, need a piggyback on this trip. We do. Our yeah. wives go, and our wives and kids could just have their little deal, and we could run around shooting yeah, turkeys. That's a good idea. We were down there at the same time a couple of years ago, but you guys were We were on the west side, else. or east yeah. side. You were on the west side. That's right. Yeah. We do need to do that. We just need to set that date and just forget yeah. about it. Yeah. Consult only in southern Alabama and yep. Georgia have, and South Carolina. Have you shot turkeys in, like, I mean – Florida turkeys are Florida turkeys, but the farther south you go, the more like Osceola, uh, no, we have way down there. So I've only uh, I've only filmed hunts down there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you, you know what's interesting about Osceola turkeys? I don't. I, what you hear? You know, you grow up, you're watching outdoor television, and then you kind of you get into the industry, and people tell you stuff, and they're always yeah. like, Osceolas aren't easterns. Osceolas aren't easterns. You can't call to them like an eastern bird. And then you right. get down there, and I mean, the first time I was like. Just just ripping them, and they were gobbling. I'm like, yeah. these are acting You can't like, yelp at them like you can yelp what, at any turkey. Yeah. <laughs> they don't talk like each other. Yeah, they yeah. don't act like Easterns. So. Yeah, they still like the call, and I don't they know still, what you're talking about. Have like you noticed that? Do people say that, and then you call, and it's like they gobble. I don't know. Well, it's interesting. I think there's uh, – hmm. so there are people who are trying to make a living on the Osceola turkey because it's oh, yeah. the last thing you can check off on your – grand slam most expensive usually and the most expensive because they and i have some great friends who run some operations down there but i think there's maybe some hype um to get people to really go man this is something build it up completely different yeah yeah. experience it and it is completely different and you do have to experience it the first first time you shoot one you look at those spurs you're like whoa these aren't the same the spurs to me my favorite part of it is is the palmettas spanish moss on the yeah, live it's, oaks. It's, it's like just you, unreal. You yeah. took a trip to Jurassic Park. You're yeah, like, I'm it turkey is. hunting. It is. Yeah. The set. So my buddy Mike Tussie, um, he has a outfitting service down, uh, and they're like almost down to the Everglades. Oh wow! It's just loaded, loaded with turkeys. And to mm. me, that's the best part of Florida. Mm-hmm. Like the farther south you go, the more you get into just this kind of swampy. Um, Seminole, you know, John Anderson singing Seminole, Seminole Wind, Wind in the back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Serenade me, John. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I love it, man. Florida turkey hunting is uh, by far my favorite. It's my favorite. I mean, besides being home on the farm, my favorite sure. place to kill turkeys, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Like, um, I've always let's, wanted let's just, Wyoming um, yeah. around the Devil's, Devil's Tower. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome, I, too. <laughs> it's Any place yeah. you go to a turkey hunt is awesome. But I we just need to, again, set that date. Yeah. I think so. Let's let's do Wyoming though. I mean, That's like you want to do me. that? I've uh, do we want? We do killed. That? Did you see this? The one we did in the snow. On the undivided? question yeah. isn't do I want to. The question is, <laughs> can the will can my wife and work? family allow that to happen? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you spend so much time on the road for us, like consulting. Yes. It's like we're just January, February, March. Mm-hmm. It's like 
gone every couple of days. We're zipping somewhere and trying to get back home. Yeah. And then it's like, oh. Feel guilty, <laughs> feel guilty leaving to go totally. turkey hunt, and yeah. you're, you're not home again. I, that's I'm in that's the, tough. You, you, but, we're all in the same boat there because yeah, I've yeah. had two or three great opportunities this year. Last year I got a free, a, potentially a free turkey hunt in Mexico. Oh, wow. To go kill an oscillated turkey, which I haven't done. And, uh, we, you know, to be in a film and go down there and do that. And I was like, it was a 14-day trip. And I'm oh, going, man, wow. I'm already gone for 50 days this spring turkey hunting. Yep. I can't take a fun, like, sure. you know, I've got a kid at home that needs dad to help him with t-ball practice. Yeah. And I'm not, yeah. maybe one day, um, maybe one day down the road. But right now I love mm-hmm. being uh, with my family so much that it's like when I'm home from being on the road, I don't need to go on a, on a fun fun trip you know oh yeah you gotta yeah. somehow make it a work trip you yeah, gotta if, figure out absolutely. a way to do that and if missouri season's open i got matt and i i got like irritated to him this this spring i was looking at or this winter i was looking at the calendar and i said what are you doing man he scheduled a couple consults during missouri turkey season it's like that's three weeks out of the year that we get to just turkey right. hunt you work on christmas but not during turkey <laughs> <season>. <laughs> yeah yeah but you got i mean i'm going to hunt with my buddy robert in south texas uh He's got an awesome place down there, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I really want to go do this, but I got to figure out how to film something and make a, yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely. somehow get some, you know, uh, cash roll, put a little, f- little food on the table. <laughs> so, you know, I have really uh, some great opportunities with some of my my partners and some of our clients where I can just throw out opportunities and say, hey, we want to do a film here, and they go, yeah, go for it, you know. Sure, so, sure, um, that works. And we always deliver good good quality content, so it helps that we do that <laughs> yeah a lot absolutely. of flexibility that works that works yeah. really well um but i i ashamedly we we haven't yet sat down in the turkey woods together yeah. and it's always been kind of funny because i think there's been some nights you know being close the hoffman's place where you know you live close there we'll come yeah. up and hunt we might stay um and we'll talk <coughs> about the hunts the next day but we've never been in the woods together all right, you've spring. seen you've seen the this uh, spring we got to which we just need to do it. Can we take this is mobile? We could do the podcast yes. in the woods. I'd redline yes. it the whole time calling. <laughs> <laughs> Nonstop. We, we could. We've a, talked about we have you know, talked about doing it. It would yeah, be really cool to throw live. this in and do a podcast like while we're squirrel hunting because it's like you know, there's still deer sign <laughs> yeah. in January. There's still deer sign, it's it's cold. Oh, you hear in the background. Right, yeah. and we could just walk around, but then it's like, boy, wouldn't that be kind of a pain to walk shoulder to shoulder because we couldn't? It's like yeah. all these cords tied together, but it'd be like two guys just walking side by side through the woods talking. Oh, we can figure out a way to make we it can. more streamlined than that. I can just yeah. use some lapel mics and we can set it up. Okay, <laughs> yeah, the gear, baby, let's do it. The, be, but a a it would almost be cool to like do a progressive like, okay, Bruce birds the night before, yeah, and then. Talk about it back camp, go and hunt them. Yeah. Talk about it killing them. Man, that'd be cool. That'd be a cool podcast. Yeah. yeah. The progression of a hunt. All right, we'll do it. All right, I'm in. <laughs> oh, for sure. So we're sitting here chatting, you know, Niangle Coffee, Slate and Glass as well. Yeah. You're on social media. I am. All what? Fortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can follow me, Nathaniel underscore Maddox, on Instagram, um, Niangua Coffee. It's Instagram at Niangua Coffee. Instagram at Slate and Glass, A-N-D, spelled out. And the same on uh, Facebook. So 
Dude, you, you're like social media overload. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've got like 30 <laughs> accounts just to do marketing, different things. Oh, yeah. I, uh, one day I'm going to retire and I'm gonna just delete the Instagram and Facebook apps oh, yeah. and never look back. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it. Wouldn't that be great? But in <laughs> this day awesome. and age, it's like if you're running a business, you got to be pretty present. active on social media. That just uh, some of my best memories of being in sixth, seventh, eighth grade or setting up in a tree stand with my bow. Right. And waiting for a deer to come by after school. Like every night I would just, I got a bow when I was 11 and started getting my, I remember my first pin was at 10 yards and yep. my other pin was at 20 and they were like this far apart <laughs> <laughs> because my bow was 35 yeah. pounds. But I was set up in this tree. I had four or five tree stands I built out of old lumber, you know, and uh, sometimes I'm just stuck on my phone all the time and I'm going, yeah, those were the days like 1997 where I just sat in a tree <laughs> with a bow, no yeah. range finder. No, nothing. Simplicity. No phone in my pocket. Fantastic. And I could clear my mind and look around and think and, yeah. and reflect. And now, like, everything is just moving at all times. And But that, you know, you know that sounds so poetic to be just completely yeah. unconnected. But then think back to 1997. I can think back yeah. to what year was that? Probably 2000 when I was getting into bow hunting and yeah. going... Before you had an yeah, that dang squirrel. If he gets over here close, I'm going to shoot him. He's making so much racket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, <know>? right. <laughs> you were like irritated at all the nonsense of squirrels yeah. going on around you. Now it's just like, oh, you stare at your phone. I mean, it, it's kind of a catch 22 <laughs> type deal. So that's yeah. right. I, didn't, I, ne- I guess we had Game Boys, but I never played Tetris in the tree stand. I remember no, having those little never. Yahtzee things. Yeah. I can right. remember my brother and I taking the little Yahtzee. <laughs> Yahtzee little handheld things and going, hey, I scored a whatever today. Yeah. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the oh, days, Oh, goodness, man. yeah. Yeah, so. And, and it is probably nice, too, though. Every time you you have been going to the woods, you've been carrying tons of camera gear, tripods, yeah. all this stuff. But, like, when it's just you and a bow or just you and a shotgun, if you have that luxury, not having to capture the moment. Yeah, that, once a year I get that. Yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> simplicity is really really nice yeah i don't even when i go hunting by myself now i don't even take my turkey vest half the time i just put a slate call in my pocket and a mouth call and yeah because it's just so refreshing to just walk without sure. anything but a shotgun you know uh, don't Man, forget the shells next time too oh yeah. crap he would he would have enjoyed that hunt we did uh this past fall on the wilderness area oh yeah down yeah. in what i think we were taney county Taney. at that point but we went to we kind of were just like you know what i just need to decompress so we went to a wilderness area um hercules walk Blade. in only walk in only Hike and no cameras he took his gun and went that way That's and in i the took middle of nowhere too hercules Glade. oh dude. yeah, yeah and i quiet. took my gun and went that way and we just walked and i think at the end of the day i'd walked like we had walked like a lot 13 miles or something like wow. that just, just walking around. around yeah it was like man how much fun was that like Hearing i think we up. get away yeah, hear any gobbles? We were deer hunting. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I saw a really good buck. Well, um, we, that's cool. It was uh, two years ago. We we did hunt uh, public ground, and we just co- I think we covered like eight or nine miles that day. Yeah. And it was just no camera gear. Let's just go, boys, and Man. just covered it. And it's but that's that's just fun. Yeah, that's just where again we can sit around like campfire or fake campfire today and just talk and catch up. And that's yeah. what. That's what Niango's built around. That's what we want to share and, and improve the land so that we have those opportunities to be successful when we do spend time outdoors, but just connect with people yeah. and be real, authentic. Go back to that word. Yeah. Authentic you used at the beginning. 
that's what it's all about. I think we just have found ourselves in a, a space with social media and culture where even things that are quote authentic are ah. not really authentic. Yeah, <laughs> they're really right. spend a lot of time trying to make something authentic and making sure it's the right version of whatever authentic you want to put out there <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> yeah it's unfortunately like, you're, I want to you're say 100% something correct yeah. uh matt and i like there's not a whole lot of thought that really i mean yes but there's not a lot of preparation when we first started the podcast and there's still some shows where we'll have a guest on and we're like we really need to make sure that we're kind of following questions we need, we need and communicate this correctly mm-hmm. yeah and but then there's uh, so many times where this this recorder that you're looking at we just push it and we're like okay let's go yeah and we don't even and 85 percent of the podcasts that you guys have heard are all started that way sometimes like, yeah, people with topic yeah, okay sometimes, <laughs> i gotta say this one guy cracked me up recently with a with the review he he said uh he left us um most guys of course we preach kind of a different management perspective mm-hmm. than you might often hear with plugging in whitetail just plugging whitetail management or whatever on youtube and you're going to hear that versus what we say and mm-hmm. anyway so a lot of those reviews one guy left us a review where he said um love the content but the ex- the exit music is i have to turn you up so loud i'll paraphrase i have to turn you up so loud that when the exit hits it causes my eardrums to bleed um please lower the exit volume or something like that <laughs> it cracked me up i'm like we're not we're habitat guys we're not yeah. tech guys but we do a podcast two of them every single week and we don't have a clue what yeah. we're really gonna it's like we kind of have a guideline hey i've been stewing on this for a little bit let's talk about that sounds great um but going back to the authentic side um uh, something people comment to us at Nashville a lot. It was like, man, you guys sound just like, just like uh, you're on the podcast. And I always oh. kind of chuckle. I'm like, do you think we have like a radio voice? Right. Like, there's no prep work. I, like, I, I <laughs> called a, a potential uh, client double. the other day, and he, <laughs> yeah, and uh, he goes, oh, I was just listening to you guys on the podcast. Um, I I was just planning now, and I'm talking to you on the phone. Yeah. And I was like. Yeah, I sound the same, don't I? He goes, oh my gosh, yeah. It's like I haven't switched. I'm like, that's just what we do, man. We just hit record and go. Yeah. <laughs> we try not to make Embellish. ourselves authentic. Right. Because what you see is what you get. You didn't put on your podcast voice? You're <laughs> listening to the Land and Legacy podcast. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we'll close it out like that. Yeah. Thanks. Join us next week for another Land and Legacy podcast. You sound like you're announcing the NASCAR game. I, I <laughs> tried. I mean. I NASCAR my... game. NASCAR How many game. points did they get? Right? <laughs> How many field goals? <laughs> oh, that's oh funny. yeah, that's awesome. Awesome man. Yeah, so excited for this spring. You know, fly down roast just launched. One thing we didn't mention: okay. uh, another guy, previous guest, Ryan Kirby. Mm-hmm. His artwork on the bag. He, yeah, we worked uh, worked together on this and featuring Ryan's artwork. Uh, beautiful turkey painting on the front of the bag we try it's, to use a different artist. authentic it is authentic right <laughs> so we use a every every bag or every our, our black water which is kind of uh our just everyday roast that we have all year long mm-hmm. it's our flagship roast and it seems to be the most popular everyone who tries them all just keeps going back to the the black water and it's just kind of got a simple simple bag minimal bag but all the uh seasonal roasts uh, have we feature an artist and so sure. ryan we featured on this one and Man, that guy is just talented. S- yeah, he's the best. You yeah. know, so I was really uh, honored that he would work with us on that. So yeah, it's 
cool collector's bag. Uh, I don't know if we talked so. about the roast, but you got Fly Down, which just launched. You've got yep. Blue Spring, which going back to the yeah. one of the films you with jumped in it. <laughs> we jumped in it. Yep, that's right. Cold. Uh, yeah. Cold, cold. But uh, you've got Blue Spring, and then you've got Blackwater, yep. and then Deer Camp. Deer Camp, yep. And yep. we're working on, uh, hopefully this fall, we have a partnership with uh, – with, well, I'm not going to talk about it too much yet, but we have a part, some partnerships coming up, and uh, we're doing a duck blind, so to be oh. a, specifically for waterfowl. That's awesome. Yeah, and a I mean, lot of coffee gets drank in a duck blind. I know does. that for sure. So, I mean, and it's hard to, uh, you know, it's a marketing thing, right? So, hey, yeah. is this really the best coffee for turkey season? Is fly down specifically for turkey hunters? Well, no, but uh, I try to keep in mind uh the weather the season sure so, sure so fly down is from brazil it's really it's one not, of turkeys in brazil <laughs> right <laughs> it's just it's just for to me it's a really great uh flavor for mornings that aren't too hot not too cold mm-hmm. um on the other hand deer camp is is got this bold flavor so it really it's got almost a smoky earthy it feels like you're at deer camp. And so when like I'm fresh earth. Yeah. So when we're kind of going through these different roasts, that's probably trademark. So yeah. think of a different phrase. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> it's another podcast. for another day. <laughs> So when I'm just tasting through these different roasts, I'm going, man, this, this just reminds me of whatever. I and, could drink and, this atmosphere. Right. Or, yeah. And so yeah. I'm trying to, trying to pair those things up with those, uh, different activities. Uh, and it seems to have worked so far, you know? Yeah. So, so I think, uh, it, just kind of going back to the way we roast, since everything is roasted to the same level, nothing's over-roasted, and people are like, oh, is this a dark? Is this medium? Is it light? Well, we actually roast all of our roasts sort of medium, mm-hmm. and then we're we're giving them uh, light, medium, dark based on the flavors that the bean has itself. So if it says dark, that, that, that specific bean, since all the beans in that bag are from the same farm, the same mm-hmm. location, they all have the same trade traits as the soil and all those right. things when that bean is roasted uh the way we roast it it's got a bolder flavor than maybe another one sure. and the other one might be a little smoother um but they're all roasted the same and when you're when you're working with all of the same beans from the same crop the same place you have the luxury to do that because they all have yeah. the same flavor notes consistency yeah hmm. there's no there's no mixing uh different beans from different no places blends, Adam. no blends <laughs> no blends <laughs> and that's one of the that's one of the unique things about what what we're doing is is uh the the flavor you get is is from the bean. Yeah, perfect. Very cool. Yeah. Well, man, I I, I can't thank you enough for. You I, I just something. hope everyone goes and helps support. Yeah, I appreciate I mean, you guys bringing me on. <laughs> we're not coffee gurus at at any stretch of the imagination, but I enjoy coffee and enjoy relationship and any way that we can help a friend out and. Thank you. I mean, that's just. Yeah, what we want to do. It's so. just a little family company, and, and we're having fun with it. And I appreciate you guys bringing me on. I appreciate you guys and the friendship we've had over the last oh, few yeah. years. I mean, it's absolutely there's a uh, you know a handful of people in this world that I call my close friends that I could really trust, and you guys are are them family. You know, yeah, so. we appreciate. Well, yeah, likewise, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We even finish finish each other's sentences. You hear that? <laughs> we're like family. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of this pra- crap. Practically <laughs> are. Uh, I need some coffee. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. How is it? You just drank some. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's cold that now. was my first <laughs> cup of fly down. So yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm ready awesome to turkey stuff. hunt. That's all you I, know, I that's, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm ready to turkey hunt. <laughs> I have been for a while. 
Um, Since NWTF when we were in Tennessee, and it was so nice that weekend. Oh yeah, those two days stretch. I was like, I am, I am ready to turn yeah. it up. And I called somebody called me the other day, and I'm like, what is that behind you? Like, is that spring peepers? Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, they're going nuts right now. Mm. I'm like, and he lives in the Ozarks. So I'm like, yeah. are you? I was in Iowa at the time. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're going that. And he's like, they past, have been the last few days. Yeah, the past yeah. two days, I, I was out yeah. here local. I was like, it was nuts. Every pond. You I passed, wish I could was, live. I think that's what I love about NWTF being in February, though. It's like you're going to get excited about preview. turkey and about turkey season. Yeah, and you go to Nashville, which usually by the end of February is starting to get a little bit warmer. Yep. So yeah, not only are you going to get excited about turkey hunting, but you get experience a little bit of spring weather usually. Yeah. Um, I think There's it's been some exceptions, awesome. I remember. That's right. That trip, that's right. But yeah. yeah, typically it's a beautiful place to visit. And a yeah, fun yeah. convention, too. Man, that's always. always a blast. Yep. Awesome. Well, yep. once again – Niangua Coffee. Niangua Coffee. dot com. That's right. That's right. Uh, got the different roasts on there. They yep. can they can try and order. T-shirts, hats, cups, all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, so you got the way. cafe cups. Well, what? diner mugs. Or diner yeah. mugs. Those there things you go. are flying yeah. off the shelf. Yeah, everyone yep. loves those things. Um, we had some Mossy Oak uh, licensed gear that was supposed to come this spring, but it's uh, stuck uh, in a factory because of oh, uh, oh, coronavirus. It's on lockdown, so I wasted my money, apparently. <laughs> Maybe by May we'll have some cool turkey Coffee hats. and coronavirus. They don't go together yeah. well. <laughs> right, right. Oh, man. That stinks. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'll go check them out and then yep. check you out on social media. Yep. I awesome. appreciate it, guys. Appreciate your time. Yep. Yep.